0: You are listening to the Maximum Life Now Podcast Only on MaximumLifeNow.com welcome back to the show. this is your host your man's Brian B. Rich Richardson and you're tuned in to another episode of the maximum life now podcast. I'm still here 19 episodes into the podcast that deserves a round of applause you understand what I'm saying because initially going to this I don't know how I didn't know how long I was gonna be doing this I'm like man I wonder if I would get tired after a few episodes or whatnot. But it seemed like every episode that I do, I get stronger. He's getting stronger. Yes, he's getting stronger. So welcome back to the podcast. As always, we're on SoundCloud. Follow us, Stitcher. Follow us. We're on the iTunes platform, the iTunes podcast platform. But ultimately, you know you got to check out the man's website. That's www.maximumlifenow.com. Or to get straight to the podcast, that's MLNpodcast.com. And if you hadn't got the book, I don't know why now. It's been out for a while. But the book, Rest to Success, R-E-S-T, the number two, success.com. And get that book for life-changing principles that help you on your journey to success by helping you. To discover your purpose. And why you are here. Why am I here? Have you ever asked yourself. Why am I here? Why do I wake up every day? What What am I put here on this planet to do? You need to know that. Because that's one of the keys to success in multiple areas of your life. Because it affects your, your job situation. Your career so to speak. Your relationships. It affects everything. Because it gives you the proper perspective on life. It'll answer a lot of questions, but get the book to learn more about that. But let me tell you right now, let me tell you right now, the book may help you. But. The work you about to get right now. Nothing may prepare you for what we about to go into, because I'm going to talk about some things. Remember last week. I started what I would call a little mini-series on the toxic relationships. Um, and, of course, the the precursor to all this is episode two on toxic relationships. And I found that to be one of the most popular um, podcast episodes I've done. I, I, I kept listening back to it and say, why are people just listening to this one? Not saying that you're not listening to the other ones, but there's a lot of people gravitating towards this. The only assumption that I can come to is that there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of toxicity in their lives, a lot of toxic relationships out there. And so what I have thought to do was is to focus in on the toxic relationship, the, the whole spectrum of toxic relationships. But in these episodes, I'm going more in depth and talking about different aspects of what makes a relationship toxic, how to navigate through a toxic relationship, or hopefully you're coming out of it, um, and how to avoid toxic relationships altogether. And to, to yes, last week, um, I talked about the difference between um, a relationship being convenient or if the relationship actually involves a true um, commitment. So the difference between convenience and commitment is what I talked about last week. And you're just going to have to go into that. Uh, but one of the most, one of the, the key things that I talked about is that the foundation of every uh, strong, successful, non-toxic relationship is the aspect of whether the relationship is a true committed relationship. In other words, are you, how invested are you into this thing? Because one of the 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 sad things is that people are in relationships with people and um they're committed, but the person they're with is not really committed. And they in in the in, in one of the things is is that somebody can be committed and the other person not really be committed, but if the one person's committed putting their all into it and the other person is kind of, ah, you know, because they don't look at it the same way you look at it. And, you know, people live in this fantasy world sometimes in their lives where they find somebody, you know, and, you know, they're they're willing to go all the way. But that person is just looking maybe for a good time or whatever like that. And when I say good time, I mean the sexual experience Um, and life is more than just sexual experiences. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm a big advocate of, you know, only participating in sex in marriage because the commitment is there and the sexual experience that you experience, it it only solidifies the commitment. So, but if you have sex and there's no commitment, then it, there's, there's nothing to sprinkle it on. So sex is like the sprinkling on the commitment. So it makes the, the commitment stronger. But uh, if you have nothing to sprinkle it on, you know, you, you, you know, we like ice cream and sprinkles, Right. But who eats just sprinkles? Uh, you know, I never seen somebody go to a restaurant or a store and just order some sprinkles. Let me just give me some sprinkles. No, you want the ice cream with the sprinkles on it. It, just, it adds to um, the ice cream. But the main idea is it's the ice cream that you really want. And so in relationships, you need the ice cream and the sprinkles, but you can't have just the sprinkles and expect you to have a, a, a long lasting experience um, because you 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 you're out of order in it. So all I'm saying is that when you before you even um begin a relationship or if you analyze in the relationship that you're already in that seem like it's toxic, you know, go back and see, okay, now is this relationship based out of commitment or convenience? Am I committed and the person is not committed or vice versa? Are they committed and I'm not committed? And so once you're able to determine the level of commitment in the relationship, then you can see, are you all on the same page? Because one of the things is, is that um, and I, you know, I often reference this and I often reference this and I say it on purpose because people, for some reason, seem like they're not getting it. But the Bible has jewels in it. It has stuff in there that you you know that some people just don't realize that's in there the bible talks about a lot of things even certain things that are quote unquote taboo in certain Christian circles and certain churches and certain religious circles or whatnot that seem to be taboo. In other words, they don't talk about it, but the Bible talks about it. The Bible talks about sex. The Bible talks about relationships. The Bible talks about money. The Bible talks about business. The Bible talks about your health. The Bible talks about a lot of different things. You just got to look for it. And one of the things that the Bible says about relationship is how can two walk together unless they agree or be in agreement? And so in the relationship, if you're committed and the per- the person you're with is not committed, y'all not in agreement. So how can y'all walk together? Y'all walk in different directions, or the person's not walking at all, and you walk in and you wondering why? Well, what's going on with this relationship? You out of it's out of sync. It's 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 a problem, and you can feel the problem even though the person might not be saying there's a problem. There is something deeper on the inside that we all as people have, and some people call it call it intuition some people call it another sense or whatever like that but that's only because what you see goes deeper into something that you don't see but that's all a part of who we are so we you see if you look at me and you see me you see the physical part of me and most people are attracted to the physical part um of, of of the person or of you and if they remain there and admiring your, you know, um, the physical part and wanting to, um, you know, derive pleasure because of the physical part and they don't never go deeper. Um, then that's a problem because we're more, um, we're more invisible, so to speak, than invisible. And what do I mean by that? More of our life is derived from not the outside, but the inside. So it takes commitment in order to want to discover and go beyond the surface in order to discover who you really, who, who, who you really with. In the, I think that one comedian used to say, who you with? Who are you with? You don't even know who you with. huh? huh who is this person that you have hooked up with? Who is this person that you gave your phone number to? Yo, your, your, your uh your passwords to your Twitter and Facebook and Instagram? Who is this, you know, but some people ain't giving that up. But who is this person that you done and gave your contact information to, that you you started dating, that you've given them For example, you've given them a key to your house and you're not married to them. You gave them a key because now you trust them to come in, to come out as they go. Or like a thief in the night, they sneak out while you're still sleeping. Who is this person that you're with? And that's what I want to discuss today is going beyond the surface to discovering who the person you're with, who they really are. And what may be the problem that arises in how you approach discovering who that person is? There's there are some issues that are really at the core and at the the root of why a relationship becomes toxic. And like I said before, one of my mentors, oh, man, very, very brilliant, man. Tony Kemp, very brilliant, man. Very brilliant. Very brilliant. Said this to us one day. He said, uh, things don't go wrong. They start wrong. So the seeds of destruction is always in the beginning, in the infancy. Oh, man, the beginning. So you mean that this relationship didn't go wrong. It actually started wrong. Because anything that can be fixed means that it was at one, one point in time right. So if you if 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 you are in a situation where it's just just terrible, it didn't really arrive there, it actually started there. If it's something that's beyond repair, then it might have been it might have started in the foundation of it. And so I just want to get into that today and how we determine who the person that we're with. Or who the person that we're going to be with? How do we determine who that person really is? How do we meet the person that we need to meet? You know, a lot of a lot of people um, go out there and they kind of just shoot in the dark, so to speak, and hope they hit something. You know, they just go, you know, they go to the club and hope they scrape up something. This let me, you know, some people get so desperate. They're like, man, this let me. Let let him be. Let him at least have two legs and two arms and two eyes and two ears and and a, a little bit of hair. At least a little bit of hair, and and and, uh, and, and let his credit score at least at least be over five hundred or something. You know, just that, that, that's when people get desperate. They just look for anything and then wonder why the relationship became toxic because that's what you look for with anything. And guess what? You got anything, but you got to be. Uh, you have to be wise. Remember, last episode I said it probably about 10 times. Uh choose wisely, my friends. Please choose wisely in what you're doing. How do you make the right choice? Well, by observation, number one, by observation, I have seen people choose the relationships that they are in. Number one, they choose it um out of the convenience of where they get involved in the relationship. So in other words, um, you might start dating your coworker simply because you see them all the time. You see, so because you see them all the time and you have interaction with them, really that interaction is there because y'all coworkers. But the question you got to ask yourself, if you wasn't coworkers, would you still be would you still have a relationship with that person if he wasn't co worker So you almost was forced to have interaction with that person for the sake of the job. So you build a level of camaraderie, you build a level of trust in the sense of this job and, you know, the person might come to work on time and they, and, you know, and and they're dependable on their job and stuff like that. Just because they're dependable at work, they don't mean they're a dependable person. They might be dependable at work because they need that paycheck. huh? So their motivation for dependability at work is for the sake of the paycheck. But are they a de- are they if, if they're in a re- if they're in a situation where they're a parent, are they a dependable parent? Uh, are they dependable as far as their word is concerned? Can you depend on them if, if they tell you something? Can you depend on what they say that they're going to stick to it? See, that's a totally different thing. So we sometimes make decisions to take a relationship to the next step on the pretense that that person that we've already established a relationship is the person that we think they are. And the environment from which you met that person may dictate what you see Concerning that person, but they may be a totally different person in a different environment. And see, just because they're a coworker doesn't mean that you know they're the one for you. That's why I always say to some people who looking for a relationship because remember I'm already taken. I'm 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 happily married. I love my wife, but there's some people out here that's looking for something and, and and is missing. They missing. They they um. I remember Les Brown said this what time. he said, some people, it's not that they uh it's not that they're not pursuing something, uh, but instead of aiming high and taking the risk aiming high and and miss, really they're aiming too low and hit. Oh man, was, whoa. Some people in relationship. It's not that you're missing out, but you ain't aiming too low. You looking for the low-hanging fruits, the ones that just around you, the ones that that you meet because you you work with them, the ones that you know you got invited to a particular party or something like that and and you ran into them and you know they it just it, it's, it's 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 not it's the environment dictating who you're meeting instead of you being proactive about creating the right environment and, or going to the right environment to meeting a person of quality. Huh? Quality people. You're going to find quality people in quality environments. Huh? Yeah. Pookie and Ray Ray and, 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 and John, John, and you know, all, those, you know, all those guys, they probably not in the best environments. So if you're not going to better environments to to, to to even be able to put yourself in a position to find the right person, then you're already at a disadvantage. You're already starting wrong. So wrong environment means that you're probably going to start wrong. So most people that I see find their relationship in the club usually don't end right. They usually don't. I'm not saying that you can't find what you need in the club. Um, you know, and I'm not a club person. I have never really even been to the club because I just never quite understood the concept of the club. It, you know, I, I just, it, you know, it's a place where you know the, the lights low, the the music going, you can't really hear. It just this is this is based on my um observation of seeing movies and and TV shows and stuff. So I'm just my def my description of the club is based on that because I never really actually been in a club, but. You know, the music is loud. The lights are low. People in there to have a good time. They really, they really go into the club as a stress reliever, you know, because they're, you know, trying to, you know, get rid of stress or whatnot like that. So just think about that. The music is loud. So if I'm going there, I'm not really trying to talk to you because I can't hear you. The lights are low. I'm not really there looking, you know, for what I really want because the lights are low. I can't hardly see you anyway. And then I'm really there because I'm really trying to run away from the stress of life. So you have a lot of people in there that are dealing with issues. And so you look you looking for people with issues. Basically, when you go to the club, they got issues in the club. huh? A person that, that drink and get drunk all the time. Got issues that they covering up, so you select the person out of that that that's dealing with issues, and not, not and I mind you, everybody's dealing with something. Everybody's dealing with something, but it's like going to the hospital and 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 finding a patient, and you know saying, you know, well, let's let's get together. Well, you, what what's wrong with that patient, dude? Is that patient about to die or does that patient have psychological problems or whatever like that? You know, you don't go to the hospital to find, you know, as far as the patients is concerned. You don't go to the hospital to find nobody. Well, why you go to the club to find somebody? That's why I just don't understand. I don't understand that concept of going there and finding somebody. And most of the people go to the club who are in the club that's looking for somebody is not looking for a long term commitment. Now, women, I'm going to tell you something. A man, when he goes to the club and look for a woman, he's not looking for his wife in the club. Contrary to what he may tell you, he's not looking for his wife. If some married men go to the club and they wife at home. He already got a wife. If he in the club looking, he's not looking for his wife. He's looking for a temporary fix. huh? He might be stressed and some men handle stress um, through sex so in other words their way of of getting relief from stress is sex and what if his wife is not providing the things that he need or the the relationship then got so old and so stale that he's looking for something fresh to kind of get give him get him going but his intention is not leaving his wife his intention is is for something fresh and new but once that experience is over it, 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 he's not looking for the wife and you may be looking for a husband that's why i say the club i don't understand that don't that's what the bar huh the bar let me get the bar is you you're going to drink you going to the smoke or whatever like that you know you going to the bar why would you go to the bar to find somebody huh so what so what what environment are you looking for who are you looking for or what environment did you find the person that you with that's a big that's a big indicator on what kind of relationship that you may be in and i'm not saying that people go to the club are bad people or people go to the bar are bad people i'm just saying look at the condition of the environment where those kinds of people typically are you know where you you want to go to an environment or a place where people got their head on their shoulders huh where people are in the the same psyche so to speak as you in the same mind frame as as you so to speak they're serious about life so to speak you know they're Going the, the, the same types of direction that you're going. They might not be doing the exact same thing that you're doing. But let's say you actually want a good life, a good marriage, a good, you know, a good situation, a good, you know, good experience. Well, if you're looking to move forward and you got a vision for your life, why would you date somebody with no vision for their life? Huh? And then time out for all this Um, well, almost. I shouldn't say that on this podcast. I ain't gonna say what I was thinking. Let me just say this: Why would you be superhero to people? I'm tired of people trying to be somebody's superhero. They find some, they find a a a a a damsel in distress, and they hook up with him. You got vision, she don't, and you think that you're gonna be able to save her from her lack of vision because she look cute. Um. And you're like, well, I can fix her on up and and, and and make her into a uh, a housewife. Well, the old adage in the hood was is, and I'm not going to say the first part, but you can't make a fill in the blank into a housewife. Huh? The whole idea, the whole purpose is you can't bring somebody up. Now, I don't believe in calling women, you know, HOs and B-I-T-C-Hs and all that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is this. You can't bring somebody up who is not willing to go there themselves or who is not already there. And the hardest thing that you can do in life, listen to me, the hardest thing that you can do in life, nearly impossible for you to do is change somebody else. Yeah, let that breathe. Change somebody else. You can't do that. No matter how much you try, you can't do it. Because it requires their level of commitment. They're wanting to forsake where they are for where they're going. It's their decision. Now you have control over you changing yourself. But I always. When you talk about potential, some people are dating and they see potential. But potential is only as good as the person's commitment to change. So to change into what they uh, can potentially be, you have to have an eye for that to see, do they have the qualities and the characteristics that show you that they're not only willing to change, but that they do change. And this leads me to my second point is not only looking at the environment that you've met the person in, but also looking at these qualities and see, this is the thing. People say it all the time, you know, um, that a person's heart wasn't in something. Like, you know, you see somebody and they're doing something and their heart is not in it. Well, in reality, we really can't see a person's heart. We really can't. You know, contrary, I mean, even even some of my Christians, uh, Christian brothers and sisters, you know, we say all the time, well, you know, you know, I'm looking at the person's heart. Well... You really can't see their heart. The Bible says, "Remember, the Bible says that only God knows the hearts." Now, if He reveals something to you about that person, then that's one thing. But the way that the Bible shows shows you how to test the person's heart is look at what they do. Huh? It's not what the person who the person say they are. What are you doing? And that's why I say you need to test these folks. God tested people. Go back and read. Now, now this is always interesting to me. This is the interesting thing about if we say that God knows everything, then what's the purpose of God testing somebody? What's the purpose of God testing somebody? And then what's the purpose of God testing the person and then documenting the whole experience through his through his word? I believe God tested people and God tests people not for his benefit, but for our benefit. If he's testing us, he's trying to let us see something about ourselves. If he's testing somebody in the Bible, then he's trying to let us see. About that person, because we can't look at that person and say, oh, their heart is pure. Oh, We we don't know that, but we can look at their actions. We can look at their actions and say, oh. Yeah, you say that you love me, but your actions don't show that. You say you you a good person, but your actions don't show that you say you're a good father, you're a good mother, but your actions don't show that you say you want to be committed, but your actions don't show that. See, it's actions that determine the person's heart. It's actions. What are they doing? Hmm. Is what they're saying to you lining up with what they're doing? Now, first indicator of a person's heart is what they're saying to you. But to, to, to figure out if they actually telling the truth or not is you, you watching them. You watching a movement, so to speak. And that's why the dating process is so important, because you are. Get you are your 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 goal should be. To get to a person's heart. To see where they really are. See what their motives are. Their motivations behind what they do. To get to a person's heart. And one of the common things that people do. And this is another thing that people do. Um, is when they're actually trying to find somebody. They they go to different dating sites. And mind you. Dating sites are a combination of a couple things. One of, One of the bigger things is is that it takes inventory of a person's profile in the sense of their personality profile. So it takes our algorithm and data and different things and, and looks at a person's what they like, what they don't like, what their personality is. And it also takes into consideration where they live, the location in a lot of instances, and it it spits out this information. And then um like certain profiles and different things that match people together it's it's based on psychology is what i'm trying to get to it's based a lot on psychology how a person thinks with you know the problem is and i'm not speaking against any of these dating sites i don't you know if i was single and i've been married um for about 8 years now i've been dating um my wife we've been together Um, marriage plus dating, for about 11, 12 years now. So, and I never really dated like that, even when I was in school, because we we started dating in high school. Um, I just always was funny about that. So I don't know how I would, you know, how if I would go to dating sites to try to find somebody. I just... It's it's just hard for me to kind of fathom that, but I can't say that I would or wouldn't do because I just hadn't experienced that. But what I'm saying is, is this. That if you if a psychological profile has brought you to somebody that doesn't show you a person's heart. See, those types of things, what I'm talking about is beyond psychology. It gets to the real core of who a person is huh? A person is not a psychology, they're a spirit being. And what I mean by that, because I know there's people on this podcast that believe in God, some that don't, whatever like that. Well, I don't know what you uh, uh, ascribe to, whatever like that, but just hear me out. Um, A person's psychology is in their soul, and soul and spirit are two different things. Now, people, you know, you can debate about it, but this is my podcast, so um, people are soul and spirit, but they we 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 the physical part of us is the body. The soul and spirit is both invisible, but they have different mechanics, so to speak. The soul deals with your psychology, the way you think, your mind. Why you do what you do, you know, those types of things it is shaped a lot about by your experiences, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's psychology it's it's very important because you can look at a person's psychology and it might tell you why they do what they do or it might even tell you how they may respond, but there's something deeper than that, and that's your spirit, and that's where your heart is. That's where the real you are that's 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 who God created um and put here that you know that's the real you and so through the real you you filter a lot of things through your psychology but the thing about it is we're talking about going deeper getting to the root of and a lot of issues arise out of the real you and then is filtered through your psychology so i'll give you an example A person may have a certain psychological profile on Monday. Let's say something very traumatic happens on Tuesday. Their psychology can change based on an experience that happened to them that reaches them to their core. And so because that's the case, then that means that the real determiner of a person's life is the real them. So if if you're looking and finding somebody through a psychological profile, that's just one step. You have to go further and actually determine the person's heart. The real what they what what really motivates them. Yeah, we we can have compatible personalities But still not be the the right for each other, because in reality, my vision and purpose for life comes out of the real me. And I might be going one direction and you might be going a totally different direction. That's another place where your values are, because it's out of the belief, the values, your belief system. And some people say they don't have a belief system, but every person that lives have a belief system. It's just simply what you believe to be right, what you believe to be wrong. It's a belief system. And out of your belief system comes your values. And then you add on top of that, your psychological profile. But your, your belief system, your values are important. So you dating somebody, what are their belief system? What are their values? What do they value? Do they value family or not? Do they eval, Do they value children or not? You want children; they don't value children, but you want to be with them. Y'all can have a compatible personality, but that's going to be a problem. Huh? What? 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 What do they value in life? Do it, do you value God and they don't? That's going to be a problem. Do you value church and they don't? That's going to be a problem. Do you value Uh, that's the real person. That's who you got to, that's who you got to find. And the way you find people's values is what they do. That's the, I mean, that's kind kind of what we talk about when we, when we get into politics and I'm not going to get into politics because it's controversial and you know, whatever. And so, but we usually say, you know, you can say all you want to, but we looking at how you vote. That's usually a determining Factor of your values, how you voted. Now you might have to explain why you voted that the way you voted, but you can say all day, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. But you vote differently. We're going based on your voting history in the realm of politics, in the realm of life itself. You can say this all day, and your your psychological profile can say this. But what are you doing? That helps me determine what your motive, what your belief system says, huh? You say that you want to be successful, but your actions don't show that you want to be successful. That's a problem. That means that you have to go back to the to the root, which is the real you, the spirit you. And determine what the problem is. But most of the time people are looking. For the right thing in the wrong places, you're looking for commitment. But commitment comes from the heart, not the psychology. And another place that um, in the same realm where your psychology is, is you're also your emotions. So people can be passionate about something or at least say they're passionate about something. But their actions can speak differently. So just because a person, you with a person and. You know, you you decide, you listen to last week's podcast, and you're like, man, that's a toxic relationship, I'm about to cut it off. And, they, you know, you tell them they get all emotional. That don't mean they love you because they got emotional. Uh, baby, don't, don't, don't go nowhere. I can't, I can't live without you. I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, you know. Oh, you know. That don't mean that they're going to be committed to you. They're just sad that you're leaving. And you gotta ask yourself, well, why are they sad? Now this is a this is a little hidden jewel for you. I don't know if you know it or not, but look, if you sleeping with a person, there is a an attachment that takes place that goes deep down, and that's why I say be careful about sleeping with people before marriage because it can alter the reality of what really is. It can make it perceived to be real love, but it's not, it's really just an attachment. And when you, when you, when you, um, break up with a person that you have slept with or perpetually slept with, there's going to be a level of, there's going to be a transition there where there is, is in the emotional it's like a breaking, almost like a, almost like a death, so to speak. It's is it, when a person dies. In, in reality, when a person dies, it, it causes, it causes a separation in us emotionally. It causes a separation in on the inside to the core of who we are. Um, and it's kind of the same way when you, you know, get out of a relationship with somebody that you've had a connection with. The difference is when a person dies, you know you would never see that person again. There can be closure. But the problem is, is when you, you know, when you separate from somebody, when you break up with somebody, there's a possibility that you still going to have contact with with them. So the hurt that you experience, you're going to relive it again in some way, shape, or form. So why put yourself through the, the the stress and the agony of having to relive the pain and the hurt by breaking up with somebody because you, and you slept with them. You got to deal with the trauma of the breakup of the separation and you have to deal with it again. That's, that's one of the reasons why divorce is so hard because you made a, a, a eternal commitment to somebody through marriage and now you have a divorce which which, by the way, the, in, in the word divorce is a is the idea of death. You know, it's, it's, it's a divorce decree or what would not literally means a certificate of death. Uh, what happens is you were one with somebody and now you're separating. So it's like a part of you died. But the problem is. You still going to see that person. So it's like, it's like, it's like going back to the funeral again. And some people never actually get over the divorce. They never actually get over who they with. They can remarry somebody, but guess what? They might compare their new spouse to the old spouse. I remember this one guy, I don't know why I'm saying this, but um, I remember this one guy uh, I was listening to. He's a minister and they were talking on YouTube and they were talking, having a panel discussion on, uh, sex because you know uh, churches don't talk about it so they decided that they were going to talk about it and one of the things he said when he was um before he got saved and all that kind of stuff is when he would go into new relationships after getting over an old relationship and he would have sex with the new person he would still imagine the old person or he would imagine that the old person is watching and so in the in the effort to make in his imagination the old person jealous He will be having sex with this new person, which is which is crazy because, you know, in a marriage that is healthy and you're having sex with your spouse, you shouldn't be imagining somebody else. Number one. That's a problem. That's that's a whole nother problem. Number two, you shouldn't be imagining an ex watching you and you, quote unquote, giving it to this one person. To make the other person jealous. Who's not really in the room. But in your mind they're in the room. So you're not really having a connection. With the person you're having sex with. Your connection really. Is with a person that's not even there. That sounds spooky to me. That sounds kind of kind of ghostly and ghouly to me. It's like you you, you having sex with a ghost. You, yeah, There's a physical person there. But now you're thinking about somebody else. That's a problem. That's why it's good to have a. Committed relationship, a committed marriage, and you're enjoying the fruit of marriage through sex, and you're all there while you're having sex with the person. Your, your, your goal, your, 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 your pleasure is providing your spouse with satisfaction, with ecstasy, with pleasure. And you're doing that because you're focused on them. You're not focusing on somebody else. You're not thinking, you know, you're not at home uh, having sex with your wife, but you're thinking about your co-worker. What kind of mess is that? You're thinking about your secretary. That's a that's a that's a root to a problem. Where you're thinking, you know, you think about your 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 brother's friend, you know, the one that you really had a crush with with when all was growing up. And, you know, your your little relationship doesn't got stale. So you're going to imagine that while you having sex with this guy, you're thinking about another guy. That is a problem. That is a problem. Let's let's at least address the root of these problems. Let's get to the root of the problem. And, you know, for the sake of time, and I'm about to close in just a second. But for the sake of time next week, I'm going to get into more depth on talking about the root of these problems. Because a toxic relationship might not be the result of the person that you're with, but it may be a root problem that you may have never actually dealt with. And it may appear in your series of your relationships or various relationships in different forms. But until you get rid of the problem, it's always going to happen. You ever ask yourself why you date the same kind of person? You ever ask yourself why at a certain point in time, in a relationship, it seems to start going south. It might be something that's in you. That's the problem. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. But right now you need to be able to determine the person's heart and who you with by deciphering their actions and what they say, do they say what they say, line up to what, who they are by what they are doing, huh? Who you with, huh? You you gotta ask yourself that. Who you really with, huh? Are they your knight and shining armor, huh? Or are they an armpit? You know, knight and shining armor or armpit. Which one are they? You gotta determine that. You know, he, he can look good and all that kind of stuff, but he might be the devil. He might be the devil. He might be the devil. Be the devil. I need you know. You never know. He might. He might. Look, he might say all the right things and different things. Um and let's say he get into a little situation and you you you, you watch him he kind of unfold. Oh, he look like he might got an anger problem. He might tell you know, I yeah, I used to have anger issues. You better watch that. Cuz he might have a history of knocking people over the head. Uh, he might got a little anger problem. Huh? Go around his family. See what when, when he was when when he was growing up or whatever like that, did he uh when he got angry did he go out and 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 you know break stuff and break his own stuff up? Uh, you might need to know that because you got to see whether he was delivered from that or not. You got to see whether he you know moved on past that. Did he deal with that yet? Was he is that resolved in his life? Huh? Because people. People look good. Even, even people, you know, we talk about environments. A lot of people look for people at churches and stuff like that. Uh, just because you met them at church, that don't mean they from God. They could be the devil. huh? The devil goes to church, too. Huh? He, yeah, he, he go to church. Devils, demons, they go to church. Sometimes they in there and they not even bothered about what's going on. That's a whole nother uh, podcast episode. But they, but, but they go but don't let the environment of where you met somebody supersede the things that you need to look for. You need to look for action. Huh? You need to look for that. You need, you need, you need to be able to determine that. You need to be able to go to a person's family and be able to talk to the people and get, get around some of the real people too. You know, not, not, you know, there's some people in people's family that's going to tell you the real deal, like, you know, this person. And then you got to then you gotta filter it to say, OK, is that there from their perspective or, or what are the facts of what really happened? Hey, this this happened um, and they can probably tell you about past relationships. Well, why did this person keep, you know, having bad relationship? Well, he keep knocking the women upside the head and it's not working out. Well, don't don't be the next woman that get knocked upside the head. That's what I'm saying or you know you 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 looking and, and you ask him well what, what why is she uh um, why does she um have problems staying in a relationship well maybe she um predisposed to open her up her legs so quickly because she's looking for security and she thinks that she can find security in the man if she opened up her legs but the problem is you get a man the cookie too soon he going into another cookie jar so the relationship don't don't, don't work out as well all the time for her, so, you know, are you, are you going to be the next person that she opens up her legs to too soon, but really, she got insecurity problems, and that's in, in the root of who she really is, that's where the problem is, so that's all I got for today, I'm just saying, just helping you to think, hey, you know, you can go to, uh, Whatever, you know, if you go into match.com and, you know, you're looking for a Valentine date or you, what's the other ones, Tinder or uh, Christianmingle.com. FarmersOnly.com, EngineerDating.com, you know, they all got all of them out there for RappersOnly.com, FreestyleMix.com, you know, some of those I just made up, but I'm just saying, you whatever you're trying to find, who you're trying to find, you know, whatever like that, you know, you do what you do, but but, but I'm telling you, you better find out who you with, because you might be a serial killer or something, you might be in the next, uh, you know, the next Freddy Krueger movie or the next Jason movie or the next uh, Scream or the next uh, Saw or something like that. You might be on the news. You better watch. You better determine it. And don't be looking. Look, look don't look at people's Facebook profile to see who they really are. man. Because you be anybody. I can be a billionaire on Facebook. In my heart, I'm a billionaire. But on paper, I'm still going that direction. But I can be anybody on Facebook. So don't don't no use that as a. Uh, As a determining factor What like I said That's all I had I'm your host Your man Brian B. Rich Richardson Please tune in next week We gonna get into Stuff a little deeper A little deeper Cause we trying to Get rid of all The toxicity Out of our lives And hopefully By Valentine's Day You'll at least know Who you with And whether you Should still be with them But all that Will come as it may, and then we'll come next week. But until then, see you next week.